0: the podcast hey honeybees hello guess who it's us it's us it it's it's us
1: it is it is we we here started from the bottom now we're here i mean we're still at the bottom but the bottom also happens to concurrently be the place that we also
0: exist oh um How's it going? Oh it's <laughs> it's going. Um still living my best work from home life. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Uh but overall I feel like it's been not terrible. So. Yeah. 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 What's uh what's new with you, Hunnikins? Oh my god, everything is new. I'm just gonna go over
1: everything because I know you probably don't remember. So, <laughs> Definitely um, don't. starting, okay, number one, all the honeybees need to follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is sweetesthoney.love. And by our Instagram, I mean the Instagram that Tiffany, I run, and it's very... Um, verbose and yes. all over the place, yes. but also entertaining, yes, and a lot of fun, yes, and it's informative, yes, and you can just experience all the frustrations and joys, yes. and the funny things that Allison does, <laughs> um, because that is my favorite uh content to capture. Oh, the stupid so, shit that I do, <laughs> yes, absolutely, the stupid oh. shit that we do as a collective. Uh, so, make sure that you guys are following us on Instagram, um, Twitter. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about Twitter because Twitter, just the energy on Twitter is just very aggressive. It's very angry. It's very
0: combative. Oh. (laughs) Series doing all sorts of shit for you right now. What the fuck, big She's brother? like, did you, did you, did you say, did you need me? Do That's you? My little
1: FBI agent, just just checking in. Uh, but yes, you guys should definitely follow us there. If you don't, if you have an Instagram, just follow. Um, I'll try to be a little bit better about like the actual posts, but our stories are it is quality it is quality yeah premium content yeah
0: I uh I always really enjoy what you post like I'm not even a part of it for real for real um so like I I also know that that's like when you're up for the morning is when you post your first thing that's when I come back in there after I've been working for a little bit I'm like oh hey honey you awake let's cuddle good morning (laughs) so uh (laughs) meanwhile if you look at my Instagram there's like one thing on there from this year and it's just a just repost
1: don't... from something that i already posted probably so i need to do a better don't... job of doing that i just don't want i need to. to like okay something that i need us to do is mm-hmm. we need to get dressed up and i just need to take pictures of okay. us well together
0: all right uh i'll let you know my days these this week that i'm already going to be doing my makeup and then maybe we can schedule along those same cool, days cool. i like it yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah we're cute people like to look at us i like yeah. to look at us it's just I mean, nice I... to have the the pictures yeah
0: i understand yeah. i'm just not used to wearing um actual pants anymore yeah uh just nike shorts that's my i could go-to. get you
1: like a kilt i know that like dresses are not your jam but maybe a kilt would I be, don't be like a nice nb i don't think compromise. so i don't
0: i've never had any desire to have a kilt but
1: it would pair so well with your pale legs what do you mean
0: it would and like whatever scottish heritage supposedly i have going on but uh yeah. i don't want to kill but thank you I love about her a kilt.
1: And so when y'all follow us on Instagram, you'll see it. So, what's been
0: new with us? Um,
1: so, um, <laughs> recently, Ugh. let's see, our tiniest. Dog in oh, age no. we don't know how old he is had surgery last week yeah uh his eye got very very swollen we don't know the causation of why exactly his eye swelled the mm-hmm. vet was like we believe that it's an abscess tooth that's what happens took the dog to the vet he had seven teeth pulled mind you we didn't know that he had seven teeth to be pulled and uh-uh. there's still teeth in I his not, he
0: had like three or four to total and there's still teeth there So,
1: uh, he's doing better. Um, We're still just watching him very, very closely, but this is the little white dog. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll be in the loop. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but this is our little white dog. So if y'all saw when we got them like two years ago, he was so tiny and small. And this was the one that I always wake up in the middle of the night to touch him to make sure he's still breathing. Yeah. Um, But he seems to be doing well. He does not want me to be out of his sight. I would not be surprised if in the next few minutes we heard him at the door. But he's doing better, mm-hmm. so we're really, really relieved about that. So that been was,
0: helicoptering, momming like crazy. Yes, Helicopter and he momming. is it's sick fine.
1: of our shit a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Probably mainly just mine, um, Why? I, cause I don't give pets the same way that you do. Like your touch is always so gentle and like warm and just overall nurturing and motherly meanwhile my pet's like hey bro you still alive oh dude you okay like i want to pet you and be like your other mom but are you okay (laughs) like I'm worried, but it's not going to be as nice as as the other one yeah. or as soft as the other one. I don't think so. I think that he
1: was really just tired of <coughs> us touching him in general. I think that he was just Probably. tired of being touched. And
0: he was like, so he was like I would
1: like to get down now. So he'll can just Threatened okay, to next. jump off of our very, very high bed. He and will. we are positive that if he jumps off and does not have like, because he's good at calculating when his bed is below our bed. So yeah. he can just use it as a launch pad or a landing pad. <sighs> But if he doesn't have that bed, I am 97% sure that he will break one or two of his legs trying to jump off that bed. All the
0: bones in his body.
1: uh, At least, at least the leg bones. So that was a big thing. Um, Again, if you guys followed us on Instagram, you know all (laughs) about like my pink dick weekend. And um, for those of you that do not know, pink dick is now what I refer to. Like white, cis, heterosexual men, like, of course, like you think about just anatomically, Uh um, their dicks are probably pink. So pink dick number one, uh, the OG pink dick, if you will, is our (laughs) next door neighbor. And long story short, Uh, this asshole was he really enjoys being up at the ass crack of dawn on Saturdays doing the most. Um, this week's activity was pressure washing his fence that does not need to be pressure washed because that fence has been built for a year and a half. And, and it was it wet already. No- Different than what it looked like before. feet away from our bedroom window, so I go outside and I say, "Excuse me, excuse me. Would you mind waiting until a little later in the morning to do that?"
0: Well, what do you consider to be later in the
1: day? And I was like, "Oh, that's the energy be coming out with." And I say, "Oh, I don't fucking know." Well, I didn't say fucking, but I was like, "I don't know." Not eight o'clock every Saturday morning. Maybe nine o'clock would be better. Ten o'clock would be wonderful, but not eight o'clock every Saturday. Well,
0: I'll stop, but
1: uh, but you don't have to be so rude. Oh, 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 let me stop you there buddy i'm not gonna do this with you nope 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 thank you so much for stopping doing that bye ma'am i go inside and close the door that's it that's it i don't have time for pink dicks telling me what to do coming at me all aggressive if i was a pink dick myself How would he have responded differently? Right.
0: Did not have time for that shit. No. So we're 90% certain that his wife made him write an apology note that he left in our mailbox that was addressed to Tiffany and Ashley first. He marked it out and put Allison. He got that Tiffany part uh, right though. Well, of course he did. He's now afraid of you, uh, but apologized and said he was completely in the wrong. And that's the the gist of it. Are you going to read it? So the letter <laughs> reads as follows.
1: Dear Tiffany plus scratched out Ashley, Allison. <laughs> I would like to apologize for disturbing y'all's sleep this morning. You are 100% right that it is inconsiderate and rude for me to work and make so much noise that early. Tiffany, I apologize for calling you rude. And I would have reacted no differently if I was in your situation. I will be more mindful of the time and noise going forward. I hope you will accept my apology and forgive me for my behavior. Once again, I'm very sorry and will work to avoid yard work early in the morning. I hope we can continue to be good neighbors to each other. Sincerely, Pink Dick. (laughs) P.S. I am sorry for the horrible writing I type all day and my handwriting stinks.
0: Um... He spelled handwriting with two Ts, by the way. Handwriting. Spoken like a true pink dick. Yeah. So, there was that one. Uh, The next day. Oh, y'all. The the young girl across the street just moved back home, had a terrible breakup with her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. supposedly. Uh, Called us out to do a driveway chat because she wanted to give us the tea that she was moving back home, right? So... She, we she says that she's paid for the sixty five inch t v and he's refusing to give it to her, so of course we go into cool let's is he home right now? No, okay, well, let's go get it mm-hmm. and she's like, no, I mean, I don't wanna okay, fine. if you change your mind, we'll go tomorrow with you, whatever mm-hmm. right Fast forward to tomorrow Sunday. <sighs> I'm in the bathroom. Tiffany's still in the bed, and all of a sudden we hear doo do doo on our door. Tiffany looks out, and it's just a white bald head. So she thinks it's Pink, pink Dick Number One from next door. Uh, turns out it was not. It was a cop mm-hmm.
1: knocking on my door
0: because the this little, this girl who's like in her early twenties had gone over to the dude's house uh, Sunday morning
1: without getting into too many of the logistics there was an altercation and the television that is still technically her property was destroyed by her but of course this is an issue so this results in some phone calls being made Mm -hmm. and there's an ambulance parked in front of our house and there's cops parked in front of our house
0: knocking on our door knocking on our door because they have our address the boyfriend
1: provided the incorrect address (laughs) and all that i can think about was my black ass is in this house they have the wrong address. If this is something they consider to be an escalated domestic dispute and they come in and see my black ass, Allison's not feeling good, how, Mm-mm. what's gonna happen? I'm just at home. You know who else was just at home minding her own fucking business, taking a nap? Brianna Taylor. I'm terrified of cops. Yeah. I'm, terrified of cops understandably so for all this other silly nonsense it has nothing to do with me nothing to do with our family nothing to do with us to be impacting us in that way was a problem Mm. so it was just really just too much pink dick energy around my vessel um around our dwelling around Mm -hmm. um our little our space i did not like it i was not a fan of that
0: no so so if you're black and want to buy out our neighbors here you're more than welcome yeah just let me know like i can get you like
1: comps we can let you know about what property values are if y'all would just like (laughs) to make a cash offer (sighs) it would be great um uh queers and uh people of color get priority uh we would prefer not to have any children around like no offense but like kids with lots of toys bicycles siblings not really our jam. but yeah, if y'all just want like a nice little dwelling and you're just some little brown homosexuals, mm-hmm. uh, we, would, we would love that a lot. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah. And uh, then yeah. also Allison took her mom to get one eye fixed for surgery. I took Cataract her to get surgery. her yep. other eye fixed for surgery. So all in all, it's just been kind of a very busy, kind of stressful last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's just been
0: a lot going on.
1: So much. And yeah. work
0: on top of that.
1: Oh yes. For both of us. Oh so... yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. It's been a while. Um, and that's okay. Just you know, I'd set out a goal to do fifty-two episodes this year. That might mean that y'all get two or three episodes in a week sometimes. Sometimes that'll just mean that we need to take a month off. Because life is hard and I'm black, so shut up. Um <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah. Talk about a depression trigger. <laughs> Oh no! Mm. but yeah um it's great so far mm. like my black ass is, is still intact and safe and able to that's, talk to you guys and share resources with you guys and stories with you guys and bring perspective bring mm. perspective to you guys and sign petitions for people that are less fortunate or in other situations where maybe pink dicks um we're not as forgiving or following protocol or being as sensible or have training so Mm. i'm grateful these are not complaints this is just what's been happening in our in our
0: reality yeah Yeah. here it is yeah 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 Yeah.
1: (laughs) so okay so today i started to think And just in that thought process, um, number one, like if you are a black person and you are just feeling all of the feels and you just need somebody to talk about it, let's talk. Like DM me, I have a lot of great um, conversations with people that slide into DMs, email me, Mm -hmm. um, just about blackness, whatever, allyship, y'all can still send those emails, we both read them. so just if ever you need somebody to talk to, you're feeling all the feels, you're feeling confused, you just want somebody that's not going to judge you when you want to freely, safely have a place to express yourself, please do not forget our email address. It is info at and we would be so happy to engage with those. You can give us new podcast um, topics to discuss and things like that for things that you see, things that you hear, things that you want to hear us discuss, mm-hmm. whatever. So earlier today, yep. Um, just being on Twitter, just in general, I know that you guys have seen that Instagram photo that Adele posted. Oh you know, no. hello from the outside. Adele. Um, and Adele was celebrating. She she was celebrating. Um, And it it really, what she was celebrating is not really that important to me. (laughs) Um, I could get into the logistics of that. I don't want to. But basically, she was at like a Caribbean festival, which, of course, is like a big, you know, Caribbean people are usually black. This is just kind of like a carnival thing, if ever you've ever seen carnival, whatever. Um, And a lot of people are in a tizzy because of (laughs) the her appearance (laughs) in the picture that she posted. So basically she's got a bikini top and like some like tights on Mm -hmm. and the bikini top is like of the Jamaican flag. Mm -hmm. I thought the bikini top was super cute, whatever. My only thing was Adele also had Bantu knots in her hair. And if you don't know what Bantu knots are, pause, go and Google it really, really quickly. And Bantu is spelled B-A-N-T-U. Just go and look it up. Okay, great. You're back. So <laughs> you were able to see that Bantu knots are a protective hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And again, white people that have fine hair, it's not really coarse. It just behaves differently. No need for a protective hairstyle. No. Now I can definitely be, I think that it, like carnival is really, really cool. I love that everybody gets to be involved with that and show their appreciation for this really, really big cultural Uh.
0: Celebration. Celebration.
1: And I think that that's really, really awesome. However, it was just a step too far for me for the hair thing. And the reason that it's a step too far for me with the hair thing is because we have things like the Crown Act that people really, really want to be passed federally. And what the Crown Act is, is actually a law that's been passed in California Mm -hmm. that um, prevents discrimination against people namely black people for discrimination based on their natural hairstyles so when you read these stories and hear about um, students that have been expelled from school suspended from school because they've got locks that they won't cut off Mm -hmm. people that are being told that they can't graduate because they have a certain hairstyle being told that their hair is against the dress code Mm. and things to that nature Mm -hmm. black people that have been told that their hair is unprofessional that it looks unkempt Mm -hmm. um, and things like that so that is a way that people have been Discriminated against Mm -hmm. beforehand. So whether or not people want to argue that it's appreciation or appropriation, black American people right now feel like it is definitely cultural appropriation a lot of islander people, Caribbean people are saying okay we love it, yes awesome, she hangs out with a lot of black people, Mm -hmm. she's got black people in the background so it's just showing that it's appreciation, they love it, I'm not here to talk on behalf of that, I'm not a person from the Caribbean, I don't feel like that's my place but what I will say is that since Adele is somebody that is so widely known and that her reach is worldwide this would have been a perfect time for her to set an example for other white people to say this is the difference between appropriation and appreciation now she could have worn whatever garb she wanted to to celebrate you know this you know the culture and Mm -hmm. to be there to enjoy the festivities and everything without the hair thing
0: so it was the hair part that got you it was the hair part that got me Okay. So for those white people that are, I know, uh, because I've already seen some of this shit online Mm -hmm. that are sitting there, they're like, but, you know, what's the difference between Adele doing that and black people wearing blonde hair? Mm
1: -hmm. Or uh, black people wearing straight weaves. Right. And I'm just like, it's not a cultural thing. It's just hair. And also it can still be argued that even the use of hair weave is still a protective style so that you can be able to style it the way that you want Mm. to and protect your natural tresses underneath. Yeah. Um, And that it's like white people. I've never heard of white people regarding their hair as a cultural thing. There's not. I've never heard stories that have been passed down about how white people from their ancestors have spent all this time and been telling stories about their hair and that it's such a rich part of their culture. It just is. The most culturally intense thing that I've ever heard white people talk about their hair is just like, it's just really oily. And I hate that my hair is oily. I need dry shampoo. Like yeah. that that's it.
0: <laughs> or like there there are, are certain religions or uh, certain sex within mm-hmm. religions, S e cts not Mm -hmm. other sex where like it's considered the longer your hair the closer to god that you are Mm -hmm. uh and it's an extension of god your hair Mm -hmm. uh so that would be the only thing that i can think of But it's not like it's not the same at all it's not because white people need to shut the fuck up so we're just so we're just like but why can y'all have all this but we can't have our own thing because it's fucking racist that's why (laughs) well
1: Uh, but again like I I don't want anybody to cancel Adele or anything like that like that's not what I'm going to so here's something that I tweeted earlier today that very very articulately sums up my feels about the Adele ordeal
0: tell us I will tell you okay
1: as soon as I can find the tweet
0: oh lord (laughs) (laughs) it's like me trying to search back through I know I texted this to somebody did I tell you this story did I tell somebody else
1: right okay so this is what I tweeted and I tweeted the other day just talking about just how black people are constantly finding ways to kind of divide ourselves instead of just kind of coming together as a collective and having conversations but again just the energy on the internet is just so okay So I'll get into it. I said, I love how my last tweet perfectly sums up how black people have divided ourselves once again over Adele and these Bantu knots, not about the flag bikini. So black people don't get upset when white people decide to emulate her since so many of us refuted the idea of appropriation. The internet allows us to be so anonymously vicious and believe our opinions are fact that we get caught up in the minutia rather than banding together to have discussions about the externalities of celebrities' impacts on us socially. The issue isn't that Adele wore her hair in this style. It's that there are still kids in the US being sent home for quote, dress code violations, end quote, for wearing these types of styles. It's that in the US, folks are still being told that these protective styles are unprofessional. That is the issue. Don't get get distracted by the small shit. Adele is talented, we all agree on this. Her reach is worldwide. It would have been such a beautiful example to be dressed in celebratory garb with the hairstyle that was a little funky without being a protective style. Let's not forget about things like and then there's a link to the crown act uh to the crown act and how it prohibits discrimination based on um, natural hair and then because of instances like where there's a link to a student suspended and barred from graduation because he refused to cut off his locks i said that's all we don't hate adele we want to continue to celebrate her art and how she's been as i've seen other people refer to her quote Unproblematic, end quote. I don't believe we want to cause her harm or take her money, but that we are trying to collectively establish cultural boundaries.
0: That's it. Right. So just because I like, I could wear my hair in bantu knots and then be like, but it's okay, I have a black wife. Just because you can to,
1: <laughs> doesn't mean you should to, okay?
0: You're so stupid.
1: <laughs> just because yeah. we Americans can, doesn't mean we Americans should, okay? So that's, that's my, our hot take on the Adele situation. Mm. Do your own research. Um, I can just see how this and how black people cannot get on one, accord as far as how we feel about this it's gonna confuse people it's gonna some white people are gonna take that as liberty and that they're gonna emulate what adele has done because she inspires them and they want to do what they see celebrities do and they don't understand the magnitude of that because we for some reason decided that since this celebrity is so quote unproblematic end quote that we allow this and that this is okay but when it's somebody that we don't like it's definitely no. not okay if they do it but since we love Adele like yeah. we'll let her do it.
0: Some some white person who's trying to be woke is going to do that for Halloween mm-hmm. and like get the shit beat out of them. Right
1: or just like <laughs> Twitter is just going to drag the fuck out of them and cyberbully them and I really hope that that person has strong enough mental health to be able to survive that. Jesus and
0: that's why i'm not on twitter i I can't handle it
1: twitter sometimes i feel like i can't really handle twitter like twitter is a lot Mm -hmm. and twitter like black twitter especially like they are fucking savages Mm -hmm. because nobody like everybody's just looking nobody's looking through to vehemently agree Mm -hmm. with something that they see they're looking to like aggressively be like no this is not how i feel this is why you're fucking wrong and that's the type of energy that people seem to be drawn to because those types of comments are the ones that get thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of likes and hundreds of we tweets we tweets oh. retweets and like dozens <laughs> or hundreds of um comments underneath them because it's just people arguing back and forth so
0: that's why donald trump likes it so much oh
1: yeah i'm sure it is because that's what he people, gets all
0: he gets his narcissistic supply from Twitter yes
1: absolutely because he's, he's a point of contention and when 4am yes so that that's... toilet
0: stained orange. Do okay. you think that all the housekeepers have? I to...
1: really want you to stop talking to me about him. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> moving on. Sorry. Let's have a conversation about. Let Let's have a little, a little conversation about white privilege Uh-oh. and, just our different experiences.
0: Okay. Why do you seem so nervous? Oh, I'm not nervous. Uh, it always. <laughs> The, because my white privilege and me having your that white makes fragility me a little uncomfortable I'm when little we start talking about yes, it. I'm sorry. And it's something that I'm having to unlearn. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish
1: that y'all could have seen her hands and the gesticulation.
0: <laughs> I'm gesticulating my anxiety right now. It like, it boils up to my chest and like just sits. Her there. Her shoulders and, are
1: shrugged up to her oh. ears. Her little arms are so tense and squeeze very close to her body. Like, She wants to curl up in a fetal position to protect herself, but we've already kind of had this discussion because Mm -hmm. I did not want you to feel ambushed by it and then completely just shut down. So we've touched on this, but I think it's really interesting. Okay. So, um, what did I ask you earlier today? You
0: asked me, tell me some of the things that, uh, why you love me besides like I'm pretty uh I'm smart and I smell good because those are whenever she's like why do you love me I'm always like because you're pretty you're smart and you smell good you wee wee we. we, we. <laughs> so um <laughs> I do want to start with the smart part first though because your intelligence is ridiculously attractive mm-hmm. and so like the way that you can articulate things and the way your words of affirmation for others um is extremely attractive to me uh the way that you can describe how something smells and it instantly takes whomever you're speaking to back to like that time and they can envision everything that's happening they can Mm -hmm. feel it Uh, i think it's really really cool um i love (laughs) your laugh and your sense of humor like your laugh i could i could definitely point it out like in a crowd somewhere if we're in walmart and you're across the store and i'm across the store and i hear you laugh i'm like all right there's my wife that's like our (laughs) version of marco polo um and i can find you that way and like your sense of humor like it's so dark and twisted, but also there's a very wholesome side to it. So, mm-hmm. like, it just represents all of it. Uh, like, you can do puns, like the pun that you did around Bantu or AmeriCan and America <laughs> Uh, And then, but at the same time, like, you enjoy dark, twisted cartoons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And the humor surrounding that, Uh, it, like, will absolutely tickle you to death and or the character to death. Anyway um and i just like i love that part about you i love how you love our babies our little fur babies and what a good mom you are to them and like just watching you with them makes my little heart explode (laughs) you do smell really good just like all the time whether you've been outside in 90 degree heat and have sweated through all of your clothes i'm like come here let me smell you (laughs) your pheromones smell real good uh and you're very pretty like no matter you could lose you know however much weight you could gain however much weight no matter what like I'm still going to be ridiculously attracted to you Mm -hmm. because I think that you as a person are attractive Mm -hmm. and that has a lot to do with the physicality of it too yeah um I like (laughs) I'm trying to think what else I know I said some other stuff earlier um oh your love for other people like in your loyalness Mm -hmm. is uh, man, I love that. Uh, when you like someone, you love someone, you uh, do it with your whole heart and go full full headed into that, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your musicality. Oh, that's one of my favorite things about <laughs> you. Then like you're discovering your love for music and like learning more about it. And I really love like watching things start to click for you on how music is created and like the way that you go about it. That's really cool. Uh, and your organizational skills and your creativity are definitely some of my top top things. And my cooking. Oh, yeah, and you're cooking <laughs> because you don't really like to cook, um, but you cook for me, and I think that's so sweet, and it tastes delicious. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just like, how do you not like doing this when you're just so good at it? And you're just good at everything. Like, it's annoying how good you are. Like, you could literally... There are, like at least 10 different vocations that you could pick up and just be like good at. Mm -hmm. Like you could make a career out of it right the fuck now. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I'm over here trying to perfect like a specific craft (laughs) because like, yes, I'm decent at several things, but uh, I'm not great at lots of things like you are like you could start up a fucking bakery right now you could start up a fucking uh private investigator (laughs) like what i don't know practice you could um start continue doing your voiceover work you could be an influencer you could do a like be a personal stylist you could be like a a fucking hype man like it doesn't matter what you (laughs) wanted to do you would just be fucking good at it And I love that about you, but it also annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, babe. So those are, um, I think, most of the things that I named off earlier.
1: Yeah. And so where I was coming from with that was, I think it's really interesting that whenever we have these conversations about like, what do you love? And da 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 I knew that you weren't going to bring this up. Mm-hmm. And I have been thinking about that, especially since the events about Pink Dick over the weekend. Oh, about why. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I've been thinking, I'm just like something that Allison doesn't usually mention if I say, what do you love about me, is the way that I handle situations of conflict. So I have grown so much in this place in my life that I was, I've just kind of realized, I don't know why, that I love this part of me so much and I'm so proud of the growth that I've well I'm so proud of the way that I've grown in this way that I would not change that for anything I'm Mm -hmm. so in love with this part of myself that's just like I see this asshole in the street being a dick to this woman and she's Walking away, and even though it's late at night, and I don't know these people or what could happen about that, I'm just like, hey, you're being an asshole, baby girl. You okay? Are you okay? Do you need me to come over here and get you? And for this man to aggressive, be like, shut the fuck up, bitch, to me, or mind your business, or keep fucking Um, walking, or whatever. She's fine. Right, and I'm like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to her. And for him to get aggressive, and for me to just stand my ground because I'm checking in with this other person, or for our neighbor to be up at friggin' seven forty five in the morning pressure washing his fence bless his little pink dick and for me to go hey excuse me like this is disturbing us like we have not slept well the last several days like can you can you not or you know, um, microaggressions at work where I'm just like, okay, I've already asked X, Y, and Z of you. This isn't something that's working. It makes me uncomfortable when you say X, Y, and Z. I don't like the fact that I'm being treated differently than everybody else is and that the workload is heavier on me and deciding to be like, you know what? I'm done. That's enough. Not a good place for me. So I am so in love with the way that I've grown in that way. And I notice that in situations like this, if we're together, Mm -hmm that I feel, like, I feel very, like, I can feel you withdraw from Mm -hmm. me in those situations. So that was why I asked, because we've never really had a discussion about how these instances make you feel and how that part of me, like, how you respond to that part of me and why you feel that way. Mm -hmm. So...
0: (sighs) So number one, uh, I hate conflict and confrontation Mm -hmm. to begin with. Um, it's something that like, even from a young age, I always really, really hated and Mm -hmm. felt such anxiety around. Um, even now, like in my job, I have to, um, not avoid conflict or confrontation at all. And a lot of times have to bring up when someone has done something wrong and address that. Or if someone, um, uh, who is female presenting, uh, doesn't dress appropriately at work. I'm the only one that can address that in our entire, uh, area, Mm -hmm. right. For legal reasons, whatever. And so even like the thought of that makes me very, very anxious, Mm -hmm. even though I'm doing it for their benefit, my benefit, their coworkers benefit, like it's for everyone to uplift everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. And it still just makes me, like, I've gotten better at it because I'm having to do it more and more and more. Uh, at the same time, like, any time that I know that I'm going to have to have those conversations, this anxiety boils up and it feels like my chest is really tight and I, I start to feel shaky and that sort of thing. And so, like, you and I were talking about it and I was like, you know, I know my mom is that way too. Like, she really hates confrontation and I don't know, if maybe it's just growing up um, as a white woman in the South, you were meant to be seen and not heard. And you know, my mom's in her early seventies, so a lot of like that old school mentality is still present, mm-hmm. um, and things that she was taught from her mother as well, uh, who was born in the in fucking nineteen eighteen. Like, Christ. yeah, old families, right? So. Like, I thought maybe that had something to do with it. And, like, that's supposed to be the male's role. Or that's supposed to... You're not supposed to be confrontational. You're supposed to be this meek, mild-mannered woman. Mm -hmm. Be polite. Don't be disrespectful. uh, Know your place, if Mm -hmm. you will. Right? And so, even that, having to realize that and sit here and be like, oh, like, that makes me as a feminist feel really dirty and weird. Mm -hmm. And then... To have the additional thoughts of that of well, a lot of it also is and it goes back to white privilege of if it isn't happening to me, that it's not my place to say, hey that's wrong mm-hmm. and let someone else handle that mm-hmm. right so I think that's the gist of where I started earlier and uh, what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, So if I were to ask you,
1: how do you feel, Mm -hmm. just give me just physical, like, just give me like physical, emotional ways that you feel when you're faced with conflict.
0: Ooh, um i feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot of pressure i feel Mm -hmm. extremely uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel like i want to run away and pretend it's not happening Mm -hmm. um i feel like in that moment i am frozen mentally i'm not sure what to say my brain stops working and then afterwards i can think of all these great things that i could have said or should have said and it's Mm -hmm. the same thing like You know, we don't really have fights, um, Mm -hmm. but we do have discussions Mm -hmm. and arguments on occasion Mm -hmm. that we have to process through. But a lot of the time, in the heat of the moment, I can't really verbalize how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. or how something makes me feel or what's going on or these emotions. And it takes me a few minutes to process, a few minutes, a few hours, a few Mm -hmm. days to process this so that I can be like, this is why... I felt that way in this moment Mm -hmm. or this is why when you did this, it made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. Right. So like it immediately makes me feel very anxious and like, I just don't want to deal with it at all. Mm -hmm. But when I see you do it, the emotions that I would, that I think that you feel, Mm -hmm. um, I think that you feel irritated. I think that you feel anger, rage uh, disrespected is a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that boils down to our childhoods and even our race and the way that, uh, we were brought up in this world and the mm-hmm. different, um, su- lines of support that we had. Mm-hmm. Cause me as a kid, if, you know, I had something that happened at school, um, I would tell my mom about it. My mom would handle it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I never really had to fight my own battles. If it was a uh, kid in the neighborhood or like something at church or, uh, <laughs> something that I didn't want to tell my mom about, I would tell my older sister about it. My older sister would go handle it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause she's a hothead. And like, I had these strong women around me that would just handle it for me, be assertive mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So I never really had to fight my own battles.
1: Right. And something I thought was very interesting when you assigned, you know, like when I asked you to assign um, attributes to my experience that, Just the juxtaposition and the way that you would Mm explain, you know, the way that you thought that conflict would make you feel you're just like, you feel disrespected, you feel angry. And then something else that you said was that you don't need my support. Like, you're a strong black woman, you don't like, you you don't need me. And, you know, I think that I kind of had to bring that back into perspective and say, well, I mean, like, I still experience fear. Mm -hmm. It still hurts my feelings when people don't consider like my experience or Mm -hmm. what's happening with me or that other, it frustrates me that people don't have the same compassion and empathy and consideration for other people Mm -hmm. that I do or that we do, because I wouldn't ever, all that I think about all the time is like, how do I make the least amount of noise when we're outside? How do I be a good neighbor? Even if these aren't people that I talk to, um, You know, like even if it's just simple things like not having crap in the front yard, making sure that the grass is cut so it doesn't look crazy um, because of how it might make our neighbor's yard look or the way that it might make them feel because we've had those neighbors before and I would never want anybody to feel that way about us or, you know, I would never start to do yard work at 730 on a Saturday because I'm just like, what are they experiencing? I wouldn't start too early during the day. I might wait until the evening hours or the Mm -hmm. late afternoon hours because I'm thinking, what if they're teaching a webinar? Are? Right. what if they're working from home what if they're right. having to answer phone calls right. Um. what if their kids are right now doing distance learning or they're doing you know education via zoom yeah. um, and things like that so I'm always considering the other people that are around yeah. I'm not letting the dogs run up and down the street and be barking <laughs> and doing all the rest of this if the dogs go to the front yard I'm making sure that they don't yeah. poop in the neighbor's yard and if they do I take the scoop um, things like that mm-hmm. so I thought it was really interesting that you know you didn't think about like, I'm afraid or that I experienced fear or anxiety no. or nervousness because I didn't know what was going to happen with that guy in Birmingham. Yeah. I just knew that, you know, I'm seeing somebody that is they this is a someone that's masculine appearing that somebody that, you know, looks like a woman that is in this experience where there could be a power dynamic. Um, that's a little bit triggering for me because of some things that I've witnessed in the past. Yeah. Um, Is there so abuse I'm just like,
0: or like, right. Yeah. So I'm
1: just like, are you okay? Like, I just want to look out for you. That guy could have had a gun. He yeah. could have turned violent. He might have already been abusive towards this person. Who's to say that he wouldn't have tried to fight me in the middle right. of the street and couldn't have overpowered me. I don't know pink dick. I don't know if he's over there getting his shanty on P90Xing it up next right. door if he's, you know, bench pressing and he can bench press my body weight or anything like that. But I still, the same way that I wouldn't want to inflict pain, discomfort, suffering, um, and consideration on anybody else, I deserve to have my peace as well. I deserve to, you know, be able to experience those things. And I feel that way about the other people around me as well. So while I might be feeling, you know, anxiety, nervousness, whatever, it's easier, I guess, to kind of tap into that, like, let's protect, let's, you know, be upset, let's be, confrontational or aggressive or whatever because it's the right thing to do right that doing the right thing comes into the forefront of my mind and that's what takes precedence over the fear or the discomfort for me
0: yeah which is completely different for me Mm because like i said i like in those situations i become frozen Mm -hmm. on what to say how to react what do i do what's safe what do we do here and so like in that i don't know um i would I feel like I, you are very proactive when it comes to that and you see something happening. You're like, oh no, like this is not going to happen. And you're Mm going to absolutely say something. Whereas I think in my mind, I, what I'm doing is like de-escalating, So I I don't want to make it worse than it already is. Mm -hmm. Or, um, I also, for whatever reason, like with my family and the way that we were brought up, was like, you don't embarrass, like, don't embarrass us in public, Mm -hmm. right? And so like, had I been disrespectful towards an elder, or had I, uh, I don't, I don't know, like, it would have been completely different, um, versus, you know, like, that situation in Birmingham, where that woman could have been in distress, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I think that, that my mindset behind that has always been like, don't don't further escalate, uh, mind your own business, mm-hmm. like keep to yourself. Uh, that's what the cops are for. Cause white people are taught to trust cops, mm-hmm. whether it, whereas you're like, no, I see that I'm going to call it out. And then, you know, I'd rather handle that than call the cops and then somebody end up actually hurt. Right. Um, so I think that has a lot to to do with it. and like recognizing when you asked me that, I was like, not only do I hate confrontation to begin with, but it also has a lot of that white privilege within that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were talking about earlier when you were brought up, um that like in school and stuff mm-hmm. that Most of the times you were standing up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe your, your mom didn't do it for you or like you didn't expect teachers to or anything like that. Yeah. What was what was that like? So
1: and it's not necessarily that my mom didn't like stand up for me. But my experience, my brother's experience, maybe lots of other black people's experience, Mm -hmm. is that teachers are figures of authority. Mm -hmm. You learn to respect teachers so that when you are an adult, you can learn to respect your supervisors. You respect other people of authority like the police to keep you safe. So I think that that's where it's it's kind of indoctrinated in us is that you learn to respect authority because it's a survival technique. Mm. And So instead of it being like how now, like if I was a parent right now to a human child, I would always believe my kid no matter what. Especially now being on the other side of that, I'm an adult. I'm friends with people that are in education, um, people that are educators or administrators or whatever. We're all just human beings. None of us have this shit figured out. None of us like... It's insane to think about people as um, figures of authority instead of resources. Right. That's the way that we need to think about all people. It's not that like you're superior, I'm inferior. It's just that no. your particular skill set is a resource to me. Right. Period. Yeah. I have something to learn from you. I need your knowledge. Right. I need what it is that you've done to advance to the yeah, next stage it's in like life for me.
0: At work for me, um, when we were in, you know, having new higher classes and stuff, That when I would look in the room, I'd be like, "Okay, if something were to go down, I'm the person in charge, Mm -hmm. right?" Mm -hmm. But I don't see myself as an authority figure as much as exactly what you're talking about. But But that I'm in charge. And then that goes back into
1: why I tell you to make sure that you let it be known somehow that it's a sense of. Camaraderie yeah. with like your black people and people of color that come into your classes. Yeah, it's just I'm with like, you. Right, I'm with you. Like this is what my I'm experience is. Side. This is you know like I care about your well being. This is the way that I'm advocating for you. And mm. also like this is what my family looks like. Right. So growing up, it wasn't you know like if a teacher had an issue with me, like it was my pro- my issue to correct. Right. Um, it wasn't really a lot of leeway for this teacher is just an asshole that they pick at me. It's just it's something that I talk too much. I need to be quiet. Mm. It's not the fact that like this other person holds weight in the fact that they're an adult Mm. working with minors, that minors are going through what we all go through as kids and then sorting through other things. I feel like teachers also have an obligation to be super trauma informed, but that's a talk for another Mm day. Um, So that has a lot to do with like what my experience was. So if something was happening when I was growing up, like I could go and maybe talk to another teacher about it when I was in high school. Like there was one particular subject and I ended up having three different teachers for the same subject in one year. One
0: year? One year.
1: One year. So I had one teacher, that teacher was an asshole. I shortly transferred to another teacher who was just as much of an asshole and also very good friends. And they were classroom neighbors. So they ate lunch together. Mm. They were both assholes, had an issue with them, ended up getting suspended my senior year of high school Mm. because of some petty shit with these two teachers, went to a third teacher. Me and this teacher never had an issue. Hmm. Um, And like, even with like black teachers, like I don't know what it is with my relationship with black like black people in general, I feel like it's just like, there's no apathy or indifference with black people. I feel like when it's a black person towards another black person, regardless of how they feel, you either love that other black person or you cannot stand that other black person. And I've never been in a situation where it's been just kind of down the middle. Eh. Where I'm just kind of like, eh, no. I felt that way about every other person that I've met, but I'm just like either me and black people either love each other or we cannot stand each other. And there mm-hmm. is no in-between. And sometimes it's even gone from we can't stand each other to we love each other very, very quickly. Like I, the closest girlfriends <laughs> that I've had in this world, like we started off not being able to stand each other. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it, it's really, really interesting just the way that that goes. But there wasn't really self-advocating. It was just me kind of having to figure out how to do this. Yeah. And basically, if there was a behavioral issue, it was on me to fix period.
0: See, and I don't know, maybe it's because my parents are older, and because my siblings are a lot older than I Mm -hmm. was, like, growing up as a small child, um, my mom was a teacher in the elementary school I was Mm -hmm. at, and uh, at church was, we went to church, we went to school, and we were at home, like, that was it, Mm -hmm. right? At church, my dad was the music minister, my mom played the piano, so, Mm -hmm. like, at both of these places, I felt like, I was on almost an equal playing field with adults Mm -hmm. because most of my engagement was with other, like, with adults. Mm -hmm. So, like, I still had that respect for them. I still was very polite, uh, well-mannered, the whole nine yards, right? Because it was mainly taught, like, don't embarrass me, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I feel like that was the lesson that I learned. Uh, But I always felt like I wasn't the same as other kids Mm -hmm. and, um, like, I deserved more respect than the kids in my class because mm-hmm. I was smarter than them. I knew more than they did. I just I was more mature than they were, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Uh and that kind of continued on into middle school, high school, the whole nine yards, uh, to where that's just how I always felt. And that's so interesting
1: that you felt kind of like you were on the same playing field as mm-hmm. you say with, your,
0: with your superiors, like
1: with adults. <laughs> (laughs) whereas I like my type two was like hardcore I wish that I would have known about the Enneagram growing up because I'll be like oh this is why a lot of my behavior is the way that it is yeah but instead of me feeling like I was like on par or Mm -hmm. saw eye to eye with them or that we were equals I would figure out ways to be of service to the teachers Mm. that I absolutely admired so I would like perform really well in their classes and then volunteer to help in any way that I could can I help you like I had a teacher that I would like if there was nothing going on in one of my classes I would go see her during her planning period Mm -hmm. and help her grade pick Papers.
0: See, <laughs> and for for me, it was I did the same thing, mm-hmm. but it was so that when they weren't there, I would be the one that they left in charge because mm-hmm. I liked being because I, I felt like I was better than and I was just like I
1: just want to be like I want us to have a good relationship I like the way that it feels when I do something right and that that's going to help me to be able to understand you better you'll understand me better I'll perform better this will all over like all around be a better experience for me I'll enjoy this class I'll enjoy your presence I'll enjoy the assignments because of having that foundation and you find me to be useful so you'll respond better to me and like I've only ever had those experiences with non-black teachers I've Hmm. never had a black teacher that responded well to me like in that way Hmm. Um, and maybe they thought that like I was a brown noser or that I talked too much like you know I gave you the example earlier that it could be 15 white kids in the class 10 black kids in the class five of the white kids are talking two of the black kids are talking out of all of those people I was always the one to be told to be quiet even if (laughs) I was asking for a pencil (laughs) saying I'm so sorry like what page number did she say because I sneezed when she said it (laughs) Tiffany stop talking be quiet Um, and that was my experience with a solid 99% of the black teachers that I've had. I remember I had one black teacher that I really, really liked in the third grade, but I only had her for eight days because we moved from Florida to Georgia.
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's really interesting to, to look back at that perspective. Um, and to even like look back and self-reflect on my own childhood Mm -hmm. and my, uh, mindset going through that Mm -hmm. because like, man, looking back i was an asshole i was a little dick like (laughs) to students to teachers like i just i was that Mm know-it-all right and like i think once i got to college and kind of simmered down a little bit and got outside of that bubble that i was in that Mm -hmm. i'm not i've figured out the difference between being like a boss and being a leader Mm -hmm. right and uh not being that authority figure but being that support system for mm-hmm. someone and so, like, I want to clarify, like, I don't still have the same viewpoints now. I was sitting here listening to myself and I'm like, God, I sound like a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. And I was as a kid, <clears throat> like, all the way through high school and halfway through college. Like, there's been a lot of growth in therapy and you've helped a lot with that. But, yeah. and I'm still an That's asshole sometimes. That's the human sometimes. experience,
1: growth. We're never going to stop growing. That's the point.
0: No, but. If you stop
1: growing, I'm going to want to leave. I'm going to be like, oh, you think you're done? cool you sit here and be done by yourself
0: no i'm good i'm perfect now <laughs> like i recognize that i used to be an no, asshole, but no 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 every day is oh man <laughs> but it's it's interesting because i hadn't thought of that in that perspective though that like i put the responsibility on someone else to handle those escalated situations mm-hmm. or sell someone to stop doing something because it wasn't right like mm-hmm. uh and now taking the initiative and taking uh the, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say, um, just being that person, if you see something is wrong, say that it is wrong, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm growing that way professionally. I still have a whole lot of growth personally to do and professionally to do, but the fact that, like, confrontation at work doesn't make me want to like go throw up or Mm -hmm. huddle in the bathroom or just stay in the bathroom forever Mm -hmm. and just until it goes away. Right. Uh, is growth within itself. And, uh, but I like, despite not having said that that's an attribute that I love about you Mm -hmm. is your willingness to do that. Mm -hmm. Despite all of these outside factors, it absolutely is one that I truly admire and wish that I could emulate more of. Mm -hmm. um, And I've noticed a trend that I'm attracted to very assertive women. Um, Like for you, I feel like you and I are truly... uh, like almost perfect compliments for Mm -hmm. one another because when i don't want to say something or i don't feel comfortable you'll just be like nah fuck that please don't fucking pressure wash our fucking (laughs) your fucking fence Mm -hmm. five feet away from our house right asshole (laughs) uh whereas i'm like oh and the way i would have gone about that would have been different and like i I don't know or i just wouldn't have said anything at all Mm -hmm. um or like if the construction workers a few houses down were playing music too loudly and it's you know getting on my nerves Girl, even our white like, neighbor texted yeah. me
1: to be like oh my god that music is so loud like we can hear it
0: through the house <laughs> and i'm just like go go, tell go them next door and tell them
1: but i went outside loud. and was like me. like it's loud
0: yeah <laughs> so like your willingness to do that and i feel like um where i struggle with things you really um are successful with those and same and, with you and yeah and vice versa so we do well to um like i said compliment each other and mm-hmm. like we you're my left glove and i'm the right glove and we just fit perfectly yeah. together i don't know i thought like, you said
1: left love and i was like what left glove, glove i got gotcha. gloves
0: you're glove. left on, on the gotcha. right or if you want to reverse it i can be the left it doesn't really matter point is to the left to the left oh you're definitely the left so <laughs> i don't know like while i do want to emulate more of that assertiveness when it comes to seeing things that are wrong and speaking to that. Mm -hmm. And while I am growing with that, I love and can always, um, just you lead by example when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. So I can always take what you do and, manipulate it to make it my own or adjust it. I don't like the word manipulate a lot of times. Adjust it to make it my own to where I do feel more comfortable presenting that. And I have done that in a lot of different scenarios. Um, And the way that you would say things, I would say since you and I have gotten together, I've become a hell of a lot more assertive. (laughs) So I don't know, like I, that is something I definitely appreciate about you. Like even... Um, before, if my food was wrong, if we went to a restaurant, you know, back when we went and ate at restaurants, Mm -hmm. um, I like would have just eaten it. And been like, oh, well, or just like sit there and like been like, well, that's not what I really wanted, but not send it back. And this is
1: my thing. I'm just like, as somebody who's worked two, three jobs at a time, there's been times where I've had the best of things. There's been times where I might not have been able to put groceries in my house. I'm just like, I think about the labor that goes into every dollar that you earn Mm -hmm. or every dollar that I earn. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, if I'm going to patronize a business. And I'm going to give you money for a good or service that I want what I paid for. And I don't care if you make a mistake, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be ugly about it, but if you made a mistake, okay, that's fine. Like, I would like for you to correct your mistake so that I can get what I asked, you know, what I paid for, because otherwise, like, why would I just be pissing money away? (laughs) Like
0: Like, even, um, the other day I went to get some, uh, bubble tea from one of our favorite places in downtown Birmingham. mm -hmm. And, uh, I was afraid that the lady was going to use the wrong type. Of bubbles mm-hmm. and I love this lady like she's the sweetest little Japanese older lady right mm-hmm. and so in my mind I was like it's gonna be disrespectful to be like you put the wrong ones in there would you please remake it mm-hmm. even though I would have said it just like that mm-hmm. and she would have been like oh my god I'm so sorry but mm-hmm. the fact that I didn't even want to bring it up and I would have totally just brought home the wrong thing unless it was yours mm-hmm. <laughs> I I mean that's right. That's it in a nutshell. Like mm-hmm. the thought of having to ask her to make it again, I was like, Oh my god, because she put so much labor into it the first time. Like I just it takes her fourteen seconds to make those teas. It didn't. It took her a while. Uh but <laughs> I don't know. Like I just I always I that's it got me. So yeah. I mean, even something like that, so it's still a huge aspect that I can grow in but Mm -hmm. it's one that I recognize and now talking through that with you realize that it is a lot of white privilege when it comes to that Um, whether it's speaking out because you know somebody jumped you in line or speaking out because you see some dude being a potentially abusive in the street or uh asking somebody to put their mask on at walmart as- asking someone to put their mask on at you walmart liberal uh and he called me a fucking liberal yeah and me just being like what in the con- that's where i got frozen i was like well okay like i and, and i got in the car and i was like man i have all these great things i could have fucking said to him but no i just sat there being like all right i'll just wait till you're done you fat fuck like <sighs> So there's a lot of room for growth. And what I'm saying is like, (laughs) even when it comes to making sure that I see if I see injustice at work, if I see injustice at Walmart, if I see injustice anywhere, whether it be something small or something very large on a grand scale, just to say something like put Mm -hmm. my fear and anxiety aside and what would my wife do that's Mm -hmm. the mentality that I'm taking with me going forward
1: and it's okay to prioritize your safety like you it's so many different things to consider especially being a woman especially being a queer woman especially being a petite queer person you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like it's other things so I don't want you to feel like you have to do what I would do necessarily but it is still important to be able to do things like in a safe way. Yeah. Now if it's somewhere that like you're able to jump into something and speak up and on behalf of other people you're doing right. such an amazing job with that at work. Um you've grown so much just in like that as like so many different aspects like at fault that falls under your walk work- your work umbrella. Jeez, mm-hmm. your walk your walk umbrella. Your work umbrella I thought you were
0: gonna say guacamole.
1: So your, holy guacamole <laughs> um, <laughs> nailed it. Um so even just seeing the way that you've grown in those ways is like so much growth. Mm. Um, You know, so again, like it's just different things to consider always. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of made the, the, not the comparison, but, you know, just talking about um, how proud of this part I am of myself. But at the same time, like y'all know that like I was dating pink dicks back in the day. And um, I was just like, pink dicks are not going to like this except for like, you know, the friend that I'm that we're still friends with um because he is just into like I go smack him in the face he'd be like more please and I'd be like you're a weird dude but (laughs) it's just what he's into hey like ladies if you got big uh, like you are like well endowed up top down bottom you like little ginger men And you you might be into that energy. You (laughs) you got big dick energy. You like a dude that is like gonna provide for you and treat you nicely, and also like might be into like some kinky stuff and likes a dominant. Like you have a person, a dominant personality. I cannot speak today. A dominant personality reach out to me because I have just a friend for you and I have dated him before but I have not touched him in that way so it's not weird but he is the kindest sweetest dude of all time yeah, so if you're single and you look like him he's precious he I love is. him um, he has a really cool like sense of music he DJs he's very very kind he loves dogs um, hit me up if you would be interested and yes he is down with the brown he loves the chocolate honey okay uh, so yeah that's my little shout out to um, uh, Maddie chase so uh (laughs) but yeah just thinking about like being with you know just like the stereotypically like manly men that you know men do not typically like very loud opinionated um sassy outspoken women that's just not typically what they tend to like and um especially not in my experience they pretend you know they prefer somebody to be a little bit more meek and um passive and that is not my personality at all so I think for a while I have been prepared to be the that strong personality Mm -hmm. and that person in whatever long-term relationship I ended up in so this doesn't come as a surprise but it is still very important that I have like your support in those things and that you don't that I don't feel like you withdraw from me when I'm in that mode you know what I'm saying
0: yeah yeah. and it i I will definitely work on trying not to withdraw completely, yeah, um, but that's something especially like when it's a stranger in whatever environment we're in, it like instantly I'm like, oh no mm-hmm. So trying to figure out how to. And I'll talk with my therapist about it, how to uh, really address those situations, and Mm -hmm. how to be more in the moment Mm -hmm. rather than just letting you handle it. Me and my anxiety are going to stay over here, and then we can talk about it in the car. (laughs) Right, which is what happens right Mm -hmm. now. Um, Because, like I said, I'm so frozen Mm -hmm. mentally in that moment that I don't know, like my like my words are just like nope.
1: But we have never had that dialogue before. So there was no way for me to know that that's how you felt. And there was no way for you to know. And there was no way for me to know that like, you were just like, nah, she is like in control. I'm just like, no, I can be scared shitless. And then still like... I know. I'm just like I have to do the right thing regardless of what happens right like, it's like have that <laughs> fight or flight
0: mentality you you go straight to all right fight and mm-hmm. meanwhile I'm like let's run away <laughs> that's like, what's happening in I'm my like, head girl, but my feet I'm, are planted right next to you I'm just like you. girl I'm a big bitch
1: I ain't running nowhere okay oh, no. <laughs> ain't nobody about to be flying nowhere bitch like I'm gonna just have to stay here and fight
0: Meanwhile, I'm like, I'll fly away, all little leg. She I'll... gone. Bye. Hashtag Usain. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I meet you at the car. No, I had never left you <laughs> in, you a, didn't in leave, any situation. But you'll just like shrink. <laughs> uh, like my, sh- like seriously, mm-hmm. my stature, the whole thing. Like I just start to. Close in on myself Mm -hmm. I'm like oh no
1: but yeah like I have not been assailed like a lot of the time people will back down for me as shown by my little Mm -hmm. uh, pink dick letter
0: that was in our mailbox um I swear to god his wife made him oh she
1: absolutely did and I feel like it's probably a microaggression like oh my god like she's black we don't know (laughs) sweetheart like I don't know if she's
0: (laughs) Honey, you cannot... You cannot, you cannot be pissing off, off black our people right neighbors. now. You cannot be pissing off black neighbors. people right now. Like, you are in the wrong. How would you feel if I you... I don't even know that it's from that place. I don't even know if... they. When have they ever done anything inconsiderate towards us? Nothing. I don't
1: even know that that's the energy that's coming from that, is what I'm saying. Oh, like, you think you she's have just a very scared? optimistic view of that where i feel like it's probably oh see
0: meanwhile okay well it's probably you know a little racist coupled with their christian values you know Mm -hmm. so they're like what would jesus what would jesus do what would jesus
1: jesus would have done exactly what i did because jesus is black so (laughs) um yeah i think that that's a good stopping point that was great (laughs) yeah yeah And we'll probably talk about this more like after we get done recording. But I really, really enjoyed this conversation and Mm -hmm. getting to like get into that layer of our dynamic. It was
0: interesting. The cool part about a lot of these podcast episodes as a whole is that it does just give us the opportunity to just have a conversation and talk and to discover things that, you know, we might have learned during normal everyday conversation. But right now it's like, we're forced to really focus in on each other Mm -hmm. without any outside uh, distractions, uh, interference, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I I really like it, and I Mm -hmm. learned something new or... get a lot of self-awareness from this too so i think yeah. it's it's a fun time i like you a lot and i, like I enjoy talking to you, you eat. i love you very you much eat. i love you very much i hope that our honeybees <laughs> y'all enjoy this as much as we do and if you don't I think oh well. it'll be a
1: lot for them to take from this um yeah. even if all that they laugh about is just can't do not we all
0: our- i know because we've been married it'll be Three years in November. Yeah, three years together <gasps> for four. Yeah. Um, and the fact that like this is a very big part of my personality and a very big part of your personality, and we're just now having this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, just shows that there's always like no matter how long you've been together, um, some people be like four years that's nothing, and other people be like four years, oh my god, I've never, whatever. Right. So there's always room to grow and we can continue to learn and just because we have this conversation once doesn't mean that it's going to be the exact same the next time that we have it Mm -hmm. like we're always continuing to grow and learning and developing and uh or regressing there's some times where people do that too so just so we can make sure that we are always on the same page and we got each other's back yeah we understand yeah because i like you and i i want to keep being married to you
1: i want to keep being married to you too. I
0: think. Oh my God. I'm winning. Bye guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, you guys. So do not forget, like I'm going to tell you one more time, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, sweetesthoney.love. It's the same thing as our website name. It's just Sweetest our Instagram. Love. You can send us an email if you'd like at info at sweetesthoney.love. If you love this podcast, which all of you absolutely should, make sure to rate us five stars on five apple five. podcasts wherever you listen review us tell other people about it share it have a good time write some, write
0: some sentences or something yeah
1: we like that
0: and maybe we'll do like another oh, okay man, the dogs we were are make it for
1: you mm, it's a shame little assholes. y'all have been through a little barking a little bit of construction a street over uh sorry about that but um yeah, email us, info at sweetesthoney.love. <laughs> Make sure y'all stay in touch with us. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are Sweetest Honey Pod on Twitter. So that's P O D like podcast. And as always, we love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.